sir. There's no way we can stop it. That means she's had it. Well, I don't want a full-scale evacuation. Every person within a radius of 12 miles. Sarah, can you hear me, Sarah? A full-scale emergency. Sarah, can you hear me? But we have a full emergency down here. It's no use. Sarah, listen to me. No, there's nothing more to say because Eldrad must live. What did she say? Eldrad must live. Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl in the Podcast. We're talking about classic Doctor Who, so it's just two guys. And we're talking about a an episode called The Hand of Fear. I am Ken. Jeff. And before we get into this Tom Baker, Elizabeth Slayton, Hand of Fear episode, um, what have you been watching recently that you want to talk about a little bit? Anything good? No, not Oh, I've been watching James Bond movies over again because yeah. it's the 60th anniversary of the uh, of the movies. Not obviously not the books, but of the movies, which was in October is the anniversary, mm-hmm. the fifth or something, the fifth or tenth. I think it's the fifth. I don't remember, but I've been going through them all. Yeah, they're all on Amazon Prime now. Yes, they're all on Amazon Prime, but I have um, on Blu-ray. Yeah. I think I have them all on DVD. It's been a while since I've seen some of those. I still haven't watched the latest one. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. Um, I've been watching The Midnight Club. This is another one of the... Um, oh, now I can't remember the person's name. This is on Netflix, and this is um, uh, done by... Uh, someone help me. Who's the Mike Flanagan? The Mike Flanagan um, TV series. He did uh, uh, Midnight Mass and Haunting of Hill House, which are amazing series. They're scary. They're frightening. They're well written to the point of like, wow, you know. And so Midnight Club is kind of. Won't get into the details, but it's um it's hard to watch at times, um, because it has to do with um, teenagers um, getting cancer and going to this place where they are basically there like a hospice, and um, so it's hard for me to watch that a little bit because you know, but um, there's stuff going on, <laughs> and like any other of his shows, it starts to. Get creepy and everything. So, you know, I'm a couple episodes into that. Nice okay. Halloween Halloween series to watch. Um, Speaking of, did you see the new Halloween movie? No, not yet. I'm trying to see it with a uh, neighbor. My neighbor wants to see it in the theaters, so I'm trying to wait. Otherwise, I would have seen it last night. But um, I've been seeing mixed. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna just watch it on Peacock. I'm not gonna waste my money. And- I was watching on Peacock. I'm not expecting much. Yeah, I mean, the second one stunk. The first one was really good. The second one stunk, so I have, like, no expectations for the third. I've been watching all the Universal horror movies, um, most Those of which f- I, I've never seen before. I, I'm, I'm watching a couple that are... Um, Those are fun. They're fun, but uh, um, some hard are to watch. Not oh, really good, but yeah. they're fun. 
so I'm enjoying some of them. Actually, are actually kind of boring too. You just like, yeah. like I think some of them were the the monster doesn't even show up until like the five, last five minutes or something, and you're just like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. So, okay, so let's get on to Hand of Fear. I actually don't have much information written down about it. Um, it Pretty is basic the, story. Yeah, it's. Um, this is Sladen's last story until she returns for the Tenth Doctor. Oh no, I'm sorry, the Five Doctors. Five duh. Doctors, and her and her spinoff. We don't talk or, about that little. Or, or, the, the first spinoff. The first. Spin-off, yeah. Yeah. We don't talk about the first spinoff. Um, so this is an episode where the doc- I, I love the opening of this episode. I've always been a huge fan of this. They're basically. I always- it makes you wonder, like, do they hear the alarms going off and the doctor's just like going, la, 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 la. I'm like, it's not like him to not know what's going on. Well, but it's on Earth. And I think, you know, I don't know if they thought they were on Earth or if they thought they were, but they're in this quarry and it, it looks like an alien planet because all the quarries look like an alien, um, all the alien planets look like quarries. <laughs> so um, the doctor picks up on it, but or, or that Sarah picks up on it and says, let's get out of here. Hey, look, at there's a guy over there. And it's like, Duh. but um, I like that opening because it's, it puts them in danger right away. And then they get, it's sort of their fault because they're there. And then she grabs the hand. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the episode begins. A little bit like Mask of Mandragora, which we did not that long ago, where it was like, if it wasn't for the doctor, these people wouldn't have necessarily died. You know, it was... You know, kind of like they weren't coming into an existing situation. Well, I guess it was existing because we saw that this um, L-Drive was destroyed, but a piece made it to Earth, and maybe someone else would have eventually uh, touched the hand, but who knows. Um, But I I like that, and, and... most of this episode takes place in a real nuclear power plant. Is that the same one that they use for Blake 7? Maybe. It does look like it. They all look the same, maybe. But How many do they have in England, anyway? Yeah, um, I like this episode a lot. Um, obviously, it's overshadowed by... Uh, Sarah Jane leaving, which was a, a ver- one of the probably the best goodbye. Uh, it was emotional, but not like to the point where it was like ooh, 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 like on the beach with Rose, which was just you know that was too it's much. emotional. But I mean, the the goodbyes have been more uh, been more extreme on the emotion side. Um, and it's I was funny wa- jumping for joy when freaking Rose left, but then she keeps coming back like a bad penny. When when this episode when when I watch this episode again, when you see her, first off, I have to go to Gallifrey, the call of Gallifrey. Why couldn't after Gallifrey he just go right back and pick her up again? And watching school of Re, uh, school reunion, and now watching Hand of Fear, it, it's even more poignant. Like it's like, even though she, when you watch all of the Sarah Jane. At the Pertwee's, she was living at home, and she was, you know, she'd come in and, "Hey, doctor, how's it going?" And then she gradually became a traveling companion with him, especially with Tom Baker. And when she got dropped off, 
she in did the wrong bring town. all of her, she did bring all of her stuff in the wrong right. she, she got dropped which was a good moment but it was almost like I could see her almost expecting like okay you know in a, a week or two the doctor's going to stop by again and say hey let's let's keep going but um and then in school reunion, she calls him out and says, how come you didn't come back? You, you know, I was waiting for you. And so I thought that was added a little more energy to the ending of this because unlike Chibnall, which takes away things from the past, this school reunion adds more to this, I think, because it was such a good episode. It was carried on so well. Uh, Eldred must live. She kind of played the villain pretty well too by going Eldred must live. Yeah, she does. She does. She did good in this. She played her normal um, Sarah Jane, which makes you know her performance of this character excels most other companions. That's why she's so liked as a companion. I think she's one of the better. So the longer, longest ones too. Yeah, yeah. Behind Fraser Hines and now Jenna Coleman. Yeah, I think that she was saying by season she's the most. Where did I read this? But um, she's obviously the most popular. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, do you think well, Rose is more popular now? Oh God, I don't know. I know it's, you know the first time that David Tennant's going to show up in this this upcoming episodes is he going to is he going to mention Rose? I hope not. I hope they finally got. Hopefully that ship has sailed. Hmm. I mean, it gets to the point where she's popping up in the comic books with different doctors. I'm like, can we, like, stop with the Rose thing? I mean, geez, that ship has sailed. Come on. I, I like the idea. I, I didn't know this when I was reading up on this, that the, the explosion that was at the beginning in the quarry, they filmed it for this episode. It wasn't like they took a stock photo of an of a explosion. They actually just decided to... It was in a quarry that they were probably going to explode anyways, but they they filmed it for this, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, Elizabeth Slayton was fantastic. Like you said, she, was, she played the bad guy really well. Um, you know, this is definitely highlights her acting ability. I thought both Eldrad costumes were pretty good. Yeah. um, I thought uh, what's the actress's name? Judith Harris. She was really, really good. Um, The other guy was kind of over the top. Um, You mean the guy who played Omega? Omega, yeah. (laughs) Stephen Thorne. Okay, okay, we get it. I I thought the the, um, Judith did a much subtle job with it and played the part really well. She's a villain, but not a villain, but a villain, you know, it's kind of like... She's manipulative because she's not telling you the truth. Yeah, but but she also is being, like, she, she's really feeling those emotions. She's not just trying to trick the doctor necessarily. She's just like, oh, I need to go back to my, you know, you know, I want, you know, and she doesn't tell him, you know, the whole story, but she still, I think, really truly believes that she's the victim in this and the doctor's helping her and stuff, which is good. Um, I thought that all worked out really well. The whole structure of that, of the episode was really well done. This is pretty funny. Roy Skeleton is in this when he plays King Rokon. Was Roy Skeleton's voice oh. of the Daleks from the 70s and 60s, late yeah, 60s and 70s. I know he's not in time play. <laughs> no, I don't. It'd be oh, funny if he been. was. Yeah. yeah. Um... Did you know that Tom Baker and Elizabeth Sladen wrote the farewell scene? Nope. 
Yeah, they wrote the uh, the farewell scene. The two of them did. Huh. Interesting. Uh, I remember. I, I love the first off. I mean, you say Sarah Jane. One of the reasons why the companion that her she's so well liked is her chemistry with the both Pertwee and. And by the way, you can have a companion go with one doctor and stay and go to another doctor. I know that doesn't happen anymore, but you can do that. I the mean, last I, one was Jenna Coleman, well, right? Well, she did, yeah. And Rose did, too. So, I mean, I'm not saying that it – but it, it doesn't happen anymore. But it, it's – Well, it's not going to happen this time when – No, well, thank God. Yeah, because the, her companions are pathetic. Yeah. But if – Yaz was to stick around, I bet you her companion, her character would get a lot better. Uh, but we're not going to know now, so that's fine. We'll just take that's fine. a oh, clean break. You know what's funny? Today is uh, Shuri Gatwa's birthday. Okay. Good. And the new doctor, we think. Was he 22? I don't know. Okay, I'm just joking. Um, I love the scene where the there, it looks like the, the nuclear plant might go... Um, kaboom, and the controller is contacting his family to to kind of like say goodbye in his own way and stuff like that. They don't have to add that, but they did, and it was like the doctor wasn't involved in that. It had nothing to do with the doctor, and it was a really really good scene. Um, so, I also like the scene when the uh, the world Air Force was coming to bomb it, and the doctor's just standing up like 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 he knew like the, the bomb missiles weren't going to work. Yeah. And he's just standing there, and the controller goes to Sarah and put, uh, block your nose and open your mouth for the explosion. And I was just like, that's a, that's a that, different one. That's a very doctor move, but I, mean, I can see any of the doctors sort of like going, and, and they've done it in other episodes where the doctor's like, oh, really? You know, you know and everyone's like, like freaking out, he's, and the doctor's just like, because nah, he knows the What's science involved yeah. in that. So. But the Tom Tom Baker and Elizabeth Slayton chemistry was fantastic, and there's a scene where the doctor said something like, you know, this creature or whatever, it's afraid, and Sarah's like, it's afraid? I'm afraid, you know. Uh, kind of neat stuff like that. Um, let's see. She does say at the end, don't forget me. He says, oh, I'll never forget you, Sarah Jane, but he does. Yeah. Um, Sarah Jane, yeah, I talk about her all the time. <laughs> the final episode is a bit of a letdown because it feels like things were ending, and then like once they were done with the nuclear power plant, they went on to the that planet, and all it was was an episode of just traps. It was kind of okay. Now we're back to kind of, you know, yeah. I bet they they had to. Finish it quick because they want to do the the goodbye in episode four. So that's that was all right. And of course, he uses the scarf to to beat the bad guy. <laughs> trip. Makes Elder a trip, yeah, which was I guess interesting. I guess that was okay. It could have been worse. Um, the moment where uh, Sarah Jane comes in. And says Eldred must Eldred must live, and the doctor goes what? And she's like, just kidding. It was an improvisation by Elizabeth Sladen to try to get a reaction out of Tom Baker, but I guess it didn't work. But they kept it in 
the uh, clip. So I thought that was kind of funny. She didn't whistle the last part when she was leaving. She mm. was miming it because she couldn't whistle. So a production person did the whistling for her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like. I that always. I always I, I do, go okay. No, you go. I always wonder what would have happened if she was in Deadly Assassin instead of the Doctor being solo. Yeah. Because I mean, she can't. He can't bring anyone to Gallifrey, but that's sort of changed after that. Yeah, so yeah Ark of Infinity. Yeah. Or no, Time uh, Invasion of Time. I mean, yeah. That. Well, and, and it's like, did he did he just do that just to get rid of her? You know, it's like. <laughs> or he knew from because you know in the vision he knew that something bad was going to happen and. Yeah. I, I do like their argument at the end where Sarah is like, I'm, I'm sick of this and I'm sick of this sonic screwdriver and everything like that. And that it's a big change once she finds out that she is actually. I'm packing up my goodies and I'm going home. Yeah. So really, really good stuff. That was, even seeing that for the first time was kind of shocking because for the most part, that was like the first goodbye that I had seen, even though we had seen sort of Ian say, ah, not this time, Doctor, but um, but this was, you know, at the time, that would have been my first, because I wouldn't have seen any of the other ones. Um, really good ratings for this one, 10 to 12 million, the olden days where they used to have that many people. Um I guess in the original script, there was unit was going to be in it, Harry was going to be in it, and Harry um, might have gotten killed, maybe, or or something like that. Um, uh, the di director Lenny Main for this, that was his last Doctor Who direction. He had he died in a drowning accident shortly after that. Our Brigadier was originally supposed to die in this episode, I guess. Um, and um, Rex Robinson, who played Tyler, was in The Three Doctors and Monster Peladon. Professor Watson was in, oh, was considered for the part. Oh, Professor Watson's character um, was originally considered, they had two actors considered for the part, Anthony Anley <laughs> <laughs> and Patrick Stewart. Huh. Interesting. Um, there's a, uh, I mentioned in the last one we did with, um, calling you space that UFO props were in this one. Um, this one had space 1999 props with the chairs and the consoles. So, <laughs> so this has always been one of my favorites. Um, I like this one a lot, mostly because Elizabeth Sladen in it and her goodbye and stuff like that is really good. I think that the idea of it is holds up really well. I think it's not a story that's boring. It no, it's well not boring and everything. Um, the set helps. Uh, we were going to be, very soon we're going to be talking about an episode where they weren't on set all the time and it really suffered. <laughs> Namely, uh, Time Flight. But uh, this Ugh. really, when, when they're in the nuclear power plant, it really adds to it. I mean, when, when they can do on-location stuff like this and not all sets, it adds a level to it. It, it, it like, you know, imagine the set where they're just running. Some of the sets are good, but it's like, oh, I've seen this set before. But they, they were actually in this power plant. And some of the, you know, they weren't. 
yeah. not every room was a was a but, but I thought everyone did a really good job in this one and yeah, yeah. it was a good episode it's like mm-hmm. anything else about this one nope thanks for listening <laughs>